CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by CME Group and PayPal. Hello, this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Noel Atchison here with your featured story. On today's show, we take a departure from our usual markets focus to look at the evolution of central bank digital currencies and how one particular project could impact global trade. Today's featured story is by me. Its title is A CBDC Alternative to SWIFT. Here we go. There are more ongoing cross-border CBDC trials with cute names than one can possibly keep track of, such as Cedar, Icebreaker, Jasper, Mariana, and many more. But one stands out, the Embridge project. Why? For the following reasons. One, it involves 23 central banks, including the BIS, which is the official organization for central banks. Two, it is designed to bypass the US dollar-based global financial system. And three, it is almost ready to go live. Assuming it meets its target schedule, Embridge is set to become the first functioning blockchain-based payment platform involving official entities. Its nucleus is in Asia, but organizations from all continents are also involved. And while it is unlikely to knock the dollar off its global reserve currency perch, it could end up impacting international flows, trade agreements, and the power of sanctions. Let's dive into the where, why, and what of Embridge. Wholesale CBDCs, which involve the exchange of value between banks rather than between people, have often been touted as a potential solution to the frictions of cross-border trade These include transaction costs, currency liquidity, opacity, and documentation. The problem is, the frictions are often due to differences between systems, both financial and commercial. Changing these systems, many of which are deeply embedded in the country's economic governance, is going to be difficult to say the least, especially since there is as yet no agreement on how they should change. Even if governments are convinced that a wholesale CBDC is in their best interests, any application would require profound modifications to accounting and documentation processes. As yet, there are no unified regulatory frameworks. What's to guarantee that a CBDC from one jurisdiction will be treated as good money by another? How can the CBDC of one country spread through the financial system of a trading partner? If it can't, how would swaps work? 
beyond bank processes, which laws need updating. And obviously, all trading partners agreeing on one common token is probably out of reach, given the potential impact on local currencies. That doesn't mean we won't get regional alliances, however, trading partners that see the advantages of a common payment platform that not only removes frictions but also bypasses the swift chokehold on global finance. Right now, most cross-border payments rely on swift messaging to coordinate payments. The dependence is such that being shut out of SWIFT is pretty much the same as being shut out of global trade. SWIFT is one of the key tools in the US sanctions box since, even though the platform is based in Brussels and is jointly owned by more than 2,000 banks, it is largely controlled by the US. One such alliance worth watching is Embridge. It officially launched in 2021 as a joint venture between the innovation arm of the BIS and the central banks of Hong Kong, China, Thailand, and the United Arab Emirates, specifically to test the viability of central bank digital currencies for cross-border trade. The key aim is to streamline payments between commercial banks in different jurisdictions by connecting them to a network co-managed by their central bank. Beyond the use case of cross-border trade, The project has been working with commercial banks, including all the large Chinese institutions, Goldman Sachs, HSBC, SockGen, and others, as well as exchanges to trial blockchain-based security issuance, multi-jurisdiction insurance payments, programmable trade finance, FX settlement, and more. At the end of October, the BIS published an updated document on Enbridge showing that, in addition to the five principal participants, 25 other official entities have signed on as observers. These include the IMF, the World Bank, and the central banks of 23 countries, including Saudi Arabia, Turkey, South Africa, Namibia, Malaysia, France, Italy, Norway, Chile, Australia. Every continent has representation. Even the U.S. Central Bank is present via the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. The European Central Bank is also in the group. Observers have access to a sandbox for experimentation. According to the BIS, 11 central banks have been taking advantage of this. CME Group Cryptocurrency Futures and Options provide market-leading liquidity for Bitcoin and Ether trading. Participate in the Crypto Classic Trading Challenge from December 10th through December 15th for the chance to win cash prizes. Compete against your peers while test driving your crypto strategies in a risk-free simulated environment. Visit cmegroup.com slash crypto classic to find out more. This communication is not directed to investors of any specific jurisdiction or to recipients based in jurisdictions in which distribution is not permitted. It cannot be considered investment advice or results of market experience. Past results are not indicative of future performance. Trading derivatives products involves the risk of loss. Please consider it carefully. Full disclaimer included in show notes. Introducing PayUSD, PayPal's stablecoin. Designed for digital payments and Web3 transactions, PayUSD is the only stablecoin supported by PayPal. Built on Ethereum, it's compatible with widely used wallets, exchanges, and dApps, and fully backed by US dollar deposits and cash equivalents. 
Eligible U.S. PayPal customers who purchase PayPal USD are able to transfer PayPal USD between PayPal and external wallets, send PayPal USD to friends in the U.S. on PayPal or Venmo without fees, shop with PayPal USD on millions of sites, convert any of PayPal's supported cryptocurrencies to and from PayPal USD. Whether you are a crypto expert or a newcomer, PayPal provides a secure and convenient platform for your crypto transactions. Start exploring at paypal.com PYUSD. Until recently, Enbridge was running on a proprietary blockchain based on Ethereum's Solidity language, which might imply some compatibility. This was developed by central banks for central banks, unlike other initiatives that run on blockchains built by third parties. A couple of weeks ago, Chinese press reported that Enbridge was transitioning to the Dashing protocol, which was developed by the Chinese Central Bank Digital Currency Research Institute and Tsinghua University, affiliated with and funded by the Ministry of Education of China and President Xi Jinping's alma mater. I don't know what language Dashing uses, but apparently it achieves higher scalability and lower latency. This is significant in that it highlights just how much Enbridge is a Chinese project with international add-ons. China is the main trading partner for all the other key participants, and the United Arab Emirates have been making moves to also deepen its investment and military relationship with the region. The United Arab Emirates Central Bank representative on the project, Shu Pui Li, spent 17 years at the Hong Kong Monetary Authority and the CEO of the United Arab Emirates' Principal Sovereign Wealth Fund is also the Presidential Special Envoy to China. The blockchain does seem to be relatively decentralized. Each participating central bank operates a validator node which participates in establishing network consensus. Commercial banks will be able to operate non-validator nodes. Last month, the Hong Kong Monetary Authority said that it would go live with a minimum viable product next year. What's more? Chinese media reported that Tencent, which is the owner of the ubiquitous WeChat app, will also be involved. The Enbridge project is much more than a few organizations tinkering with tokens and addresses. The project has committees focused on key issues such as the legal framework, the policy implications, governance, redemption terms, ownership rights, AML compliance. It is leagues ahead of most other cross-border investigations and is moving forward while the U.S. is using central bank digital currency resistance as a way to score political points. Stepping back, this is not surprising. The U.S. already dominates the global financial landscape, and it has no incentive to design a new system. It is content with the current one. China, on the other hand, has long been working to expand its economic reach beyond its borders. With smoother and broader trade comes greater global influence. Throw in a growing number of countries struggling to obtain enough dollars to pay for imports, and you get a simmering and widespread demand for an alternative. Countries with geopolitical grievances with the US have strong reason to think the current system could become even more weaponized. There is a chance Enbridge is not that alternative. China's heavy influence in the group may deter some. And even if not, it's possible that it doesn't get much traction. SWIFT has over 11,000 affiliated banks. That kind of market penetration will be extremely hard to dislodge, especially since any systemic change will be expensive. Most banks are conservative and tend to be reluctant to change what isn't broken. But even if the use case remains geographically limited to China and its main trading partners, that's still potentially a lot of volume. And China already has a functioning CBDC 
that could make the initial launch smoother. The exact timing of an Enbridge launch is unclear. Hong Kong's claim it will be next year feels ambitious. It's a daunting task as the pieces are fragmented, complex, and changing. But Enbridge's development is far along. Its launch will happen. And when it does, we will have yet another strong sign that the established balance of power is shifting. For more crypto podcasts, check out the Coindesk Podcast Network. You can reach us at podcasts at coindesk.com, follow us, and if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, with executive production by Jared Schwartz. I'm Noel Atchison for Coindesk. We're back tomorrow with more market news and insights.